Welcome to Beyond the Rig. We are your host. My name is Linda Dominey and this is Will Phipps. And the purpose of this first episode of Beyond the Rig is so we can help engage in some conversations, all things trucking out there, maybe relate and connect to some drivers. And uh, their families. And we really love talking about the industry in whole. There's so many great stories and things that we could share with you as well as you share with us. Correct. So just to give you a little background on ourselves, I am, like I said, Linda Dominey. I've been in the transportation industry for the past eight years. I've worked anywhere from payroll to my current role, which is my favorite, which is driver retention. So I get to talk to drivers every single day. And my least favorite is uh, accounting. And uh, I've been in the industry since 1998. And uh, the industry is so unique. The people you meet, the stories that are told, and, and experiences that drivers can share with us. And that's what we're hoping to accomplish. And I myself can relate being a driver and being in the industry so long. Absolutely. So without further ado. We want you to enjoy the first episode of Beyond, Beyond the, the Rig. Rig. Welcome to Beyond the Rig. Real, authentic, and driver-focused. All things trucking. This is Beyond the Rig. Here are your hosts, Linda Dominey and Will Phipps. So, uh, my next guest is a honored colleague and a valued member of the workforce that I'm glad to be part of. He's been in the industry for over 30 years. Yeah. Uh, my friend and colleague, Corey Webster. Yay! Hey. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Will and Linda. It's really a pleasure for me to be here. Um, I've known you both for a long time. And Linda, love um, working with you and hearing about your story, which I hadn't really thought about. But you also have a unique perspective because in your first assignments in the transportation industry, I think one of the most important in payroll. Right. Right? <laughs> so tell us what it was like from your perspective when as you began to interact with driving associates and what you noticed was important to them? Um, well, definitely, definitely had to be money, right? Um, money is, is very important. And um, I mean, drivers would call in for payroll um, issues and typically they didn't call in to say, Hey, thank you for getting my paycheck. Right. Yeah. Although I would love to say by the end, by the time I got ready to transfer out of payroll, I received two phone calls that said, thank you so much for getting me paid all year long. So, so it was wonderful. Yeah. But, so what helped that, tr that change? You know, it was, um, it, it was, it was being able to get the employees to see things from the driver's view and from the family's view, right? Because if there was a mistake for whatever reason, never, nothing's done, ma um, done in malice, but if there was a mistake, you got to remember yeah. that it's not the driver that potentially is affected. It's the family. Like, what if that means that now they can't pay rent or they can't buy the baby diapers or formula or whatever it is? And so once you change that mindset and realize that, hey, you're really trying to make sure that you're taking care of the driver, but in doing so, you're taking care of the family everything's golden once you do that once you realize who you're truly helping it makes that conversation golden. a lot easier 100%. one of the things i really liked was what you instituted with all the folks when they answered the phone 
Yeah. So um, during one of my ride-alongs, um, I noticed that um, I, nobody smiled. Like everywhere I went, like I mean, the, I was craving for someone just to smile because when I'm walking in the hallways, or if I even if I I've never met a stranger, but if I were to meet somebody who I didn't know, I always smile. Um, that's just something that I naturally do. And so when I got back from my ride along, I went to payroll and I said, from this day on, when you answer that phone, you will smile because nobody else is smiling. And when they pick up the phone, they can hear the smile. And I don't care what kind of bad day you're having, a smile makes everything better. It just does. I'm so glad that as a support uh, person, I'm sure drivers appreciate that, that you took the time to go be with them and experience life like they do because driving associates and our drivers are like, people don't really realize that they're the backbone of our great country. 100%. And I really at this moment want to uh, do a shout out to all of our driving associates, especially during this pandemic. Um, we ran out of a lot of stuff and, and, uh, Driving associates kept running and kept the the economy moving. Um, a lot of people don't realize and stop to think that aren't associated with the transportation industry how important we are to the economy. In other words, if you stop and think, everything that we wear, everything that we use, everything that we eat, even the materials for this this building, at one time spent time in a truck mm -hmm. and people also may not know that there are over 800,000 trucking companies in the United States That's incredible with over 2 million trucks on the road so just wow. think about how many how many lives are affected and people are employed and the benefits that come from working in this industry right um, consummate professionals first of all you have to be trained to be a driver, to be safe and follow the rules. And then second of all, um, you get that, you get that license or your CDL. Mm -hmm. And I always like to, to, um, most driving associates know how valuable that CDL is for their whole life. I know. So I often tell drivers that the difference between myself, cause I don't have a CDL and somebody with the CDL is they will have a job the rest of their life as long as their CDL stays clean. Protect the you CDL. Can, yeah, protect you can, your CDL. You can feed your family the rest of your life if you protect your CDL. I just want to throw one thing in. You had mentioned the pandemic while everyone has been quarantined. It's been rough on everyone. But For sure. While everyone was in their homes, locked down not being able to go out to restaurants and go out and have normalcy in their life. Mm -hmm. Truck drivers are the ones that we're trying to accomplish to keep the shelves stocked. To keep the toilet paper mm -hmm. on the thing, uh, remember? <laughs> I know Amazon orders have went up at my house. <laughs> Everywhere across the country, people are ordering online. Mm -hmm. So thank a trucker for everything that you've had the opportunity to uh, purchase during this pandemic. Yeah, even absolutely. After. Even after. And Will, you said, hey, You've been in this industry a long time, and really I have over 30 years, and I've seen a lot of changes that happen. In fact, sometimes we forget about it, and you guys are babies, so 
Um, <laughs> even though Will and I do have something in common, right? We have a. You actually have more <laughs> we, hair. We, more have hair the, we have the same hairline, basically. Um, but looking back thirty years ago, you guys don't even know what a payphone is anymore. But there were no cell phones. There were no in cab. Um, computers and so truckers lived and died by the payphone sometimes to get their new their new dispatch information and to report on-time delivery or on-time pickup and so depending on where you were if you were in the mountains of Colorado and it's freezing winter and you had to find a payphone outside somewhere good gosh I I remember when when it, it was like a miracle that we got a credit card and we could dial the number of the credit card and make continual calls. Wow. I spent um, the first part of my career of probably 25 years on the support side for our driving associates in sales. And so um, I, work, I was calling on customers and saw from a customer's viewpoint how important transportation is and more importantly how our drivers are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting how customers form an opinion about service and your reputation based on their interaction with drivers. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's what they see. Right. And so um, over the years, I've just really enjoyed working with <clears throat> our drivers, um, particularly couple, a couple, a fast story for one of them. Uh, as, I, as, we, uh, as I started my career and with a fledgling company, of course, we were looking for new customers. Mm-hmm. And our very first drivers would come in and wanted to be part of that process. And they would say, hey, have you called on XYZ company up in Las Vegas, for example? We started getting a few more trucks in that area. And lo and behold, I said, no, we, we don't. And they said, well, in my previous life, I hauled a lot of freight for those guys. And they were friendly, courteous. They treated drivers well. The loads were driver friendly. Right. And so called on the corporate office. And it wasn't long before we had a contract. Wow. And started hauling all because of the feedback from, from the drivers, from our driving associates. That's awesome. Okay. So ha- a visual in your mind. All right. 30 okay. years ago. Okay. What did a truck look like driving down the road? Flat nose, cab overs. Cab over yeah. tractors, right? Yeah. So if you've never sat in a truck of a cab mm. over and you're looking over that windshield and seeing the road right underneath of you. That's pretty crazy. It was crazy. But there were some benefits. You had a tighter turning radius, right, with a cab over tractor. So I remember when they made the first deflector on the top of the cab to make it more aerodynamic so that when you don't have this block going through the wind. So you don't hit that flat spot of the trailer, Uh you know, and we thought, Oh, that's high tech. You know, (laughs) I never could figure out what the engineers were thinking about the flat spot (laughs) of the nose. We weren't worried about saving money for fuel. I know. (laughs) So, okay. So what was coming out of the smokestacks 30 years ago? Smog. Lots of black smoke. Black smoke, right? And what did they call driving associates 30 years ago? Gear Gear shifters. Gear jammers, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so for a long time, it was like like a macho thing. If you could shift 18 gears or 21 gears 
now see I'm showing my inexperience right. as a driver, never having been a driver. But um, another funny story is one more story, Corey. That's what we call him. I, I, I thought I was going to escape that, but maybe not. So <laughs> Come on, we're Corey. Two give story, us another we're story. We're two stories in right off the bat. Right, right off, off the, the bat. bat. Very first episode, two stories in. <laughs> that two is stories. crazy. So this is a great one. It used to be kind of a badge of honor to be able to shift right. and, and go through all of those gears regularly. So mm-hmm. um, when the first automatic transmission started coming out and people started realizing that the fuel economy was better, right? And the and it was actually easier to drive a truck. Um, and now you could focus on some other things. One of our longtime friends, driving associates, um, had to bring his truck into repairs, and it was only this far away from getting a new truck. So they <laughs> gave him a loaner with an automatic. And they were asking him, okay, hey, on your new truck, uh, you know, he was asking the, the shop and the folks, can I get an auto- manual transmission? Mm-hmm. And they go, no, we're only ordering automatics now. And he goes, oh, I, I, I don't want an automatic. I need to have a manual. We got to figure this out. We said, well, we'll talk about it. So he takes this loaner automatic on the road and they come back and tell him, hey, this truck is going to be, need to be repaired a little bit longer. Um, maybe we could swap you out with a, well, we'll look for another manual trans, transmission. And he goes, um, is this truck available? <laughs> and He and loved it. He, he totally converted over to an automatic, even though he was so old school. So I, that's funny because I have a similar experience. I'd walked into the driver's lounge and um, there were a couple of drivers and the automatics had just come out and they were 100% against it. Nobody wanted the automatic because it just wasn't cool to be in an automatic. And uh, three of the drivers that were sitting there were from California. And so I said, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm going to give you two weeks. In two weeks, I'm going to meet you back here at, at Buckeye. Or you call me on my cell phone, and I want to know, what is your feedback Tell me what you really think about those trucks. It didn't take two weeks. It only took one week. And they called me. I didn't meet them there at the Buckeye. They ended up calling me and they said, oh, my God, Linda, I am so sorry. You're 100% right. It's so much easier in the L.A. traffic not to have to worry about shifting. Loved it. Loved it. So little by little, it took some time to get people used to it. Now, you know, we're 100% um, automatic other than the owner ops if they you know, depending on their truck, but, um, now they love it. It's just so much easier. And I think it's better for them. You know, sometimes when you look at the old school truckers, you know, they walk around when they got that limp from, you know, constantly having to use press the clutch, right? Well, is that why you limp will? Right. It's funny. I actually use that as a selling point to a lot of old school drivers you meet. They're they're kind of in bears because everybody thinks you have to have the long nose Peterbilt or the Kenworth out there. Their pride gets in the way. And I said, hey, just consider it like this. When you retire, you go out and get that fancy RV and you're cruising around the country, it's automatic. So we're just getting you primed and ready for retirement. <laughs> right. There we go. Absolutely. Pitch, yeah. Yeah. And then the humor kind of sets in with them and they're like, okay, they're more prone to try. Because th- that's one thing that I was curious. You have been around for a long time, Corey. 
you've seen a lot of changes. Oh my. And some of the conversations with, with people in the industry, they get scared of technology. True. They're setting their ways on, on trucks. Uh, what, what's some of the things that you could advise drivers? You're around the, the older school drivers as well yeah. as brand new out of a CDL school. So you see it constantly and you have a chance to work with them. You know, what would you advise new drivers in the industry? Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a really good question. I haven't even given that some thought, but I have seen, and so I'm going to maybe take a roundabout way of answering that for you. Um, I've seen so many great advances in technology that have helped. True. Most importantly, safety. <clears throat> and um, some of those are behind the scenes. Um but really, the whole, the whole focus of most and hopefully all driving associates is the safety because we want them to return home to their family Absolutely. and friends every time they haul a load. And all of the motoring public with whom they share the road. Friends with. And um, so I'm going to meander a little bit here, Will, because just because of my train of thought, or maybe that's just how I do it. But um, <laughs> so did you guys ever, I'm going to get back to that. Do you ever know why a, a trucker, you'll see them on a freeway, a three lane freeway, use the middle lane? As, as a motorist, sometimes we get annoyed. Well, they're supposed to be on the right lane, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, professional drivers are taught for safety reasons, to be in the lane of least resistance. Not the lane of the most resistance is the right lane where people are merging and, and exiting the freeway. Getting on all and getting off. Getting on and getting off. And so that's why you'll, um, you'll see them oftentimes in the middle lane. So don't be upset with them because that's what they should be doing. Yes, but if you are in that right lane and there's a truck driver coming to get onto the freeway, Please let them on. Just remember, they're bringing the toilet paper to the grocery store. We need the toilet paper. Absolutely. Let them on. <laughs> Absolutely. Be, be courteous and realize that they're at a disadvantage because they have a 53-foot-long trailer, trailer behind them, and it's not easy to stop and go. Right. Oh, that reminds me of another quick example another story yeah another story, so Corey. i saw a video the other day with which by the way came from one of those new technologies which i'm going to answer here sometime <laughs> um, it was a camera and it showed a guy driving in city mm -hmm. traffic a driver uh -huh. and the light is green so he's going through the intersection not really fast but right and at the last minute a motorist turns that makes <gasps> a right turn right in front of him Causing him to have to slam on his brakes. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, this is all being recorded on this forward-facing camera. And so our driving associate, first of all, lets him know. He honks on the horn and, and lets him Naturally. know, hey. You, I'm here. You, you realize I'm here. You know, you just pulled out in front of me. Yeah. Um, well, he didn't like that. So as he proceeded through the, you can see in the video, he brake checks. Uh. And tries to slam on his brakes, okay. And then the next thing you know, he's one, of the, he's one of those motorists out there. He stops his vehicle in the middle of the road, opens the door, and jumps out. No. Like this to the dr truck driver. 
but he forgot to put his car in park <laughs> and it starts driving <laughs> no down way. the road away from him. Oh and my so, gosh. Oh, what a great laugh. Now he's running down the road chasing his <laughs> his car. That's called karma. So right. that is totally karma. So to your point, always be courteous of our drivers out there. Yes. And um, they're trying they are trying to be safe. Um, have you guys ever driven down the the road, the freeway at 70 miles an hour right next to a big rig. How do you, how do you feel? Very nervous. A little scared. Very nervous, right? Very well, nervous. you should be nervous because if push comes to shove, who's going to win? The the they will. The big truck. So Always. what do you want to do? Give them, their, give them their space. Speed up or slow down. Speed up or slow down. And the main reason why you want to do that is because so they can see you. If you're right next to them, oftentimes they have a blind spot. Right, they don't even so know you're there. So get out of their blind spot and either speed up and go ahead or fall behind. Mm -hmm. And falling behind sometimes is good because um, I remember a, a sales trip in Minnesota, the dead of winter. What's the count? Four-story quarter. <laughs> oh, sorry. And uh, it was nearly a whiteout. It was about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, and I had to drive about 25 miles to get to you know, my hotel for the night. Uh -huh. um, but there was a trucker, 18-wheeler, driving down the right speed. There was about six inches of snow on the freeway, so I just got behind him at a safe following distance and followed him all the way down to my exit. Uh -huh. So, Yeah, I, I do the same thing. I love um, when we're driving, you know, being in the military, we didn't always fly, especially with two kids and then the husband and wife. That's four tickets. So my husband's from Georgia, so no matter where we were stationed, and I'm from Texas, by the way, but where, no matter where we were stationed, we had to drive. I was never We were never stationed in Texas. We were never stationed in Georgia. So if we wanted to see the family, we had to drive. And um, when you have two kids, the best time to drive is at night because they're oh, yeah. sleeping, right? It's not, are we sure. there yet? Are we there yet? So um, I would always drive with the truck drivers, and it's it was always, I don't know, I always felt, at peace and I always felt comfortable because they would they would let you know you know hey if it's safe to turn like sometimes back in the day you know you only had two lanes and they would let you know hey it's safe for you to go in front of me because yep. they can see that nobody else is coming or they flash their lights and let you know you know what's going on like I I always felt safer with the drivers always and even to this day like if we drive somewhere you'll always find me close to the drivers and and they are good Samaritans. A hundred percent. So you you can always see sometimes if there's a, a stranded motorist with a flat tire along a highway, uh, especially a long stretch of of road with nothing in between. Who will pull up and help? The driver. A driver. Always. Right. So back to your question so about I'm going technology. To, I'm going to change it for Corey before he gets a fifth one in here. Oh, I'll break boy. it down into two parts for you. Oh boy. So. For some of the older, old school mentality drivers that yeah. are in the industry that are kind of scared to take that leap into right. technology and to the bigger companies. And then we'll go into the brand new drivers who are coming into the oh, industry. Good. Okay. Yeah. So good. So um, you've heard it said you can't teach an old dog new tricks, <laughs> right? We have. So you, we've heard that, but that's not, not exactly true not because necessarily true. not necessarily true because a lot of times the the new technology is made and developed in such a way that it's 
easy to use. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for example, we now drivers used to get their dispatches over the phone at the pay phone, and they had a notepad in their pocket, and they would write down all the information. And now most um, drivers have an in-cab device, a computer, or a tablet right. where they can receive communication from their home office or their dispatch about their load. Right. And it's just like using your cell phone. And so they can, they can utilize that tablet. Some of them even now can do a really specific pre-trip inspection using that device, that mm-hmm. which guides them every morning on how to keep safe and be safe. Um, a, lot of, a lot of companies now are investing in technology, for example, that will help them have stable loads if they sh- should have to put on their brakes fast. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the anti-lock brake right. braking system that will help them. But if you take a turn too fast, they there's sometimes yaw sensors in that technology that to again keep it from rolling. Yeah, to help anti-rollover. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it it's not perfect system, but and so realize that a lot of that technology is already incorporated in your. In your truck. What about, you talked about the black smoke. What about the technology on the trucks that turns that black smoke into? Exactly. Better. So um, even though that, that's been one of the changes mandated by the government was to decrease, you know, the particulate released into the atmosphere. And so I remember back in 2006, they announced that by 2007, manufacturers had to produce engines that would reduce particulate emissions and everybody scrambled to to buy trucks in 2006 to avoid paying the extra cost ah. because that extra that extra equipment needed to reduce the, the smoke and uh, reduce the, the the particulate cost a lot of money. Well, they again upped the ante in two, in 2010, and so but now literally because of the standards and requirements. Trucks going down the road in LA are are putting out of their smoke their their exhaust cleaner air that's coming in based on particulate measurements than coming in to the engine. Yeah, so that's crazy, huh? It is crazy, and of course it adds complexity to the engine, but it's a great thing. And will who knows? We could be driving electric trucks pretty soon. Could be, could be, right? I mean, it could happen. Another great in, uh, invention is the forward-facing cameras that sense and help detect hard braking events. Um, if you're like, if you're taking a turn too fast, if you're doing a U-turn, things that that can really help drivers be more safe. Just so our audience knows, as an educator in the industry. People are afraid and thinking it's Big Brother that we're out there just watching every move. And explain the cameras. Who is it designed to help out? What is oh, the sole it's, purpose? It's it's to protect the driver. Hundred percent. Protect the driving associate. So I'm going to tell you a story. On I'm almost like one story, Corey. One more story, Corey. One more story, Linda. <laughs> you still have. It four just more doesn't to sound up, right, right, though. <laughs> um, but. I walked into the Las Vegas terminal and the cameras had just been released and they were not happy. Not happy with it. 
they probably thought that they were going to be filmed inside the cab, right? And, and they felt like, um, you know, now they're going to be judged and, and um, they weren't going to be able to keep their job. Like, they, they, they found it completely negative. It's Big Brother watching, right? When in reality, it's 100% there to protect, you know, our drivers. I mean, yeah, it protects the company, but it protects the drivers and it protects that CDL that, like I said earlier, the difference between me and them is they will always have a job to be able to feed their family, and I won't. I will always That's have to compete thing. for a job. Yeah. So, audience, so those cameras if, are good. If you're listening to this, dance while you're parked, sing while you're driving. We, we are not watching you. Not so at have all. Fun. No. Yeah, no, that's do it. True. We're not paying attention <laughs> yeah. to that. And, and, and on the other t- side, I've seen so many videos of wacko drivers that try to merge too late on a lane, oh, end up yes. hitting our trucks, yeah. you know, doing illegal things, and mm-hmm. they get, their trucks get damaged. Yeah. And then they try and point <clears throat> to the driver and say, oh, this driver changed lanes or hit me yeah i've seen countless instances where and back in the day the yeah. driver would they would have thought for sure the driver yeah. was at, at it's fault. hard to tell for when sure in reality yeah no so it's here, true. i want to put Corey on the spot i'm gonna Uh-oh. give you 30 seconds you said you were in sales yep. for 25 years he's got his sales hat on right linda he's got his sales hat on i see it sell to the audience coming into the industry new or old what advice to give them on how to be successful Oh. oh, that's a that's an easy thing, and have because I've learned from the driving associates what it is. First of all, um, you couldn't have picked a better industry for job security, right? Um, because because they the, our road warriors really keep the America moving and supplying to the industry. And if you, um, um, well, first of all, I'm going to put it in the words of a two million mile driver okay. that I talked with yesterday. <laughs> And said, why did you choose I remember. this profession? And he said, because the view from my office window is different every day. Single day, day. yeah, he did. And he did say that. that's why a lot of people like the industry is because they can um, go new places and see new things while they're doing their job. So that's a that's a one reason, too. Yeah. But there are others that really want to be a little bit closer to home, but still be in that profession. And so they can, they can choose a regional or a local route. Right. And um, so as long as you protect your CDL and are keep it, you know, make sure you're always safe and you're not in violation of the law and get a ticket, you'll always have a way, like Linda said, to earn money. Okay. So for the advice. His 30 seconds were up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That buzzer happens to me all the time, <laughs> especially at home. <laughs> um, but the advice would be, um, all right, so you're a, you're a new driving associate, and the goal is to earn a living. Right. Well, most drivers are paid by the mile, so be productive. Make sure that you utilize your hours of service. Right. Long time ago, we didn't have onboard recorders. Right. We used a logbook. Or two. <laughs> or and, three. And so you could drive more hours during the day. And and so with the regulation, so be productive. Utilize your hours of service correctly. The other thing I would say is to be flexible. Yes. 
because you all know every day is different on the road. Um, and so be flexible and, and don't necessarily get upset when there's a wrench thrown in the works. Right. Just work through it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And use adult to adult communication when trying to solve a problem. Um, communicate. Right. Communication's Boy, everything. Communication is key because we talked about customers and the importance of customer service. Right. At the beginning, because without customers, I don't have a job. You I have don't a job. No, not no. at all. And even our, even our driving associates, they don't, they don't, don't have, have job. jobs either. Mm-hmm. So communication is key to customers. Mm-hmm. Even if for safety reasons you can't get a load there on time, boy, you certainly can communicate. Yep. And let, let us them know. know. Let them know. So, so what have I said? Production, um, flexibility, flexibility, communication. You already talked safety. That's another well, one. Above all. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more important than safety. Safety first. So the other one's relationships, right? Building those relationships. Build relationships. That's a great suggestion. Build relationships with your team, your dispatcher, um, your terminal. Those go a long way. And I just want to add one thing for everybody out there. A a piece of advice is enjoy the ride while you're working. You're you're getting to see some amazing places. True. Uh, I remember in school, when I first started driving a truck, I mean, you only dreamed of seeing half of the places. You're mm-hmm. going to be all over the United States. Uh, sometimes you might only get to see things through a windshield. But right. uh, in an opportunity to drive out there and you stop and take your break, uh, they have Ubers. I mean, talk to your talk to your company. Enjoy it. Have a, have a work-life balance. You, you've got to work. You, you've got to go out and deliver the freight. So you might as well enjoy it. Right. If you're mm-hmm. on a 34 hour reset, mm-hmm. keep that so take advantage of, of, of the industry. So I heard you guys mention something that to me is super exciting. Oh boy. One is to hear from the listeners, hear from drivers out there, their favorite places around the country, some new Vista, some new place that they never saw. And it yeah. just wowed them. Absolutely. Right. Like our 2 million mile driver said right. he loves the being able to see the country. The other thing that I was excited about was to hear about um, maybe a Good Samaritan story. Right. Um, I think I mentioned to you guys earlier that in when I was um, a newlywed following, uh, driving a windy desert road in the night, um, a car passed me going around a non-passing zone at probably oh, no. 70 miles an hour, and it wasn't maybe a half a mile further up the road around a curve I just saw dust Uh-oh. and they hadn't negotiated the turn and flew off the road and rolled multiple times over and so we were the my wife and I with a one-year-old were the first ones to stop well who pulled up right behind us a truck a truck mm-hmm. a truck driver and he jumped out with a flashlight a first aid kit and luckily fortunately no one was Hurt. There was no, fa- there were no fatalities. There were some injuries, um, but because he had a CB, he was able to contact another tr- carrier up the road, and then we got help because of the CB communication. So good Samaritans mm-hmm. um, are there. So we'd love to hear those stories. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. You would almost think Corey was a driver, right? Right. Now, Linda, I know you were not a driver, but I was have not. you? I think you've experienced a few ride-alongs, correct? I have. You'd I'd like to tell those audience a little I bit have. about what you've experienced. I've, I've done a couple of them. Um, 
But I'd like to talk about one in particular. Um, I had the pleasure of going with a driving associate by the name of Sue Hoagland, who, gosh, she's been with the company for a long time and held many, many, many um, jobs within the company. I Um, know Sue. What a great driver. Oh, yeah. I agree. She was. I had the honor of actually sharing her truck. Um, She took me. We went to Vegas. through a ride along. We picked up a load from Arizona. We went to Vegas. She spent the night in the hotel room and then I uh, stayed in the truck. And uh, it was quite the experience for sure. Just seeing what life is um, living in the truck. I mean, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of small and she enjoyed the hotel. Although she did tell me the next morning, kind of missed my truck. So, um, but I was thankful she at least, at least gave me the opportunity to do that. And I got to share a lot of, a lot of stories, um, there with her and quite the experience. And, uh, we did film that video. You can watch it on YouTube. Um, there was one particular customer who was just so rude and Sue, bless her heart, a much better person than me. Because that lady in that place, I just wanted to shake her and slap her and tell her, you realize you have a job because Sue is here? Like, if Sue wasn't here, you wouldn't have a job. And then I wanted to tell her, I think you missed your calling. The DMV is hiring. They love grumpy people. (laughs) You shouldn't be here. DMV, if you're listening, we're sorry. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, it was terrible. I, in the video, if you watch it, I get up and walk out because I couldn't hold my tongue, and Sue didn't. Sue stood there and smiled the entire time, and I said, Sue, how do you deal with that? And she goes, you just got to be the bigger and better person. And I said, well, Sue, I failed. She she was such a good, she was so skilled and a professional at what she did that she actually um, taught a lot of new drivers coming into the industry on how to be successful. She did. She did. Good advocate on the road. She did. Unfortunately, um, I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I heard the news last week that Sue had passed away. She did. And um, so we we pay tribute to her. She was a she was a consummate professional and a great human being to be around. She was God. I I'm so thankful for the opportunity to really share an experience. Sue. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. we will we will long remember her. She left an impact on not only our company but the us. industry. Yeah, for sure. Us as a person. So all I can say is, hey, in that video, (laughs) she showed me (sighs) coffee. So I'm not a big coffee drinker. (laughs) Um, She taught me two things. Well, she taught me a lot, but two things that I want to mention. And as viewers, you guys can can help honor Sue. Um, She told me, just like truckers, they know the best food and the best coffee always have and she said linda she goes we got to stop by the pilot pilot's got good coffee and i'm like i don't really want any coffee but okay yeah stop by the pilot i'm game so i got a small coffee 
Boy, was that a mistake. I told her, Sue, this is good coffee. She goes, I know. I said, find the next pilot. I need another cup of coffee. And so I got the big one. So now I know every time that I'm out over the road, we're going to stop by the pilot and get the coffee. In honor Sorry, guys. Of, in honor of um, Sue. In honor of Sue. Well, then she tells me that the Flying J, the PJ Fresh, now it's Pilot Flying J, has the best meatloaf. I'm like, eh, that's pushing it. That's pushing it. But I'll give it a shot. <laughs> so we're in Atlanta. And my husband, like I said, was from Georgia. We, when you land in Atlanta, you got to drive to Dublin. And uh, my husband says, hey, you hungry? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, where do you want to go? I said, let's stop at the pilot. Well, he's accustomed <laughs> to having to stop at Love's and Pilot and TA because I'm looking yeah. for our drivers. Um, and so he says, Okay. So we pull over and we pull up there. And so he he's used to me going in, trying to find the drivers, don't find the driver. And he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to order the meatloaf. And he goes, you're going to do what? And I said, I'm going to order the meatloaf. You get something else because we're going to all get, it comes with two vegetables. It comes with a meat. I said, you get, you know, a different plate so that we can try it. I want to try all of this. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me, Linda. And I'm like, no, Sue said that it was good. The coffee was good. I mean, I got to try the meatloaf. And he's like, all right, bless his heart. Cause Lord have mercy. <laughs> I put him through the ringer. <laughs> sounds to me like Linda and, and Sue had to have some open appointment windows because Linda wanted coffee and meatloaf at every truck stop. They wouldn't get no miles. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. <laughs> it was exactly. fantastic. It was it absolutely was the best meatloaf. And then the next time we go, he didn't even ask. He automatically pulled into there. And this time he got meatloaf too. Because so when we tried there. the baked chicken, there was so, oh my gosh, it was good. Like literally <laughs> they're just cooking it right there in the kitchen. Like mama is in the kitchen cooking that stuff, bringing it out to the thing. And it's a huge helping. Um, now when we go, we'll get the meatloaf. Now we can share it because it's too, it's really too much food. We normally buy a, a plate and give it to whoever's <laughs> sitting in there um, in the lounge. Cause we always eat in the lounge where the drivers sit. I, I, I admit you're a, your sales pitch was great. My mouth is watering. I want to go try the meatloaf. I'm telling you, go try the meatloaf. And when you try the meatloaf and you take that bite, say, thank you, Sue. You're correct. Thank so you. We, what we have done, we gave Flying J free advertisement on your meatloaf. <laughs> I'm we sure did. they can sponsor wow. this Absolutely. for sure, right? So if did. you'd like to give some free meatloaf samples away, Flying J, Linda would appreciate it. I would appreciate that. <laughs> give it away. But it also got me excited to hear from other drivers now to share with us their yeah. favorite hotspots to eat. Hey, so I'm game. Yeah. I'm game. I'll try. Tell me, where's the best place to go eat? And the next time I'm there, I will promise you, I will try it. Because what driver out there would not love to get their story told, their photograph shared, or even their name mentioned out right. here on a podcast? Everybody would love that. So please, yeah. we encourage you, share your stories. You see that we are just like everybody else out there, and we love talking about it. It's it's fun. It's entertaining. Sometimes it's sad. It's real life. But right. we love it. It's called being a human being. Right. And that's what we bring to the table. And, and when you give us those suggestions, you can put them in the comments below, mm -hmm. or you can email them to beyondtherig at nighttrans.com. I really like the direction you guys are heading with this. Thank you. Love to hear, you know, the backstory to trucking. Yeah. And hey, thank you for letting me join you 
today. It's, it's been an honor. Well, thank you for joining us. Linda, it's been what, an honor for us. What do you think of having Corey maybe in the future, maybe just one more story from Corey? One. Just one. Yeah, not five. Or, maybe just for the <laughs> listeners, maybe one more story from Corey on each little session. Uh, you know, I love the idea. I don't know idea. if that can be done. I know. Just one. I think in 30 years, he might have some well, pretty interesting stories. What do you think? Wasn't there a commercial about so. that? You're right. Like, <laughs> you can't just eat one. Oh, right? there was. Yeah. <laughs> there is, yes. Well, hey, I'd, I would love to. But can you commit to one more story? Just one. Okay. So, audience, we need your help on making this happen, making it a success. Yep. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Um, oh, anybody new to the industry, been in the industry forever. If, if anybody young out there understands how to operate podcasts, help somebody that may not be technology savvy. Help them get on and understand how to work those cell phones because I come across a lot of people that don't even know how to turn a phone on. But uh, yeah. there's people that could help you. Email oh. us at beyondtherig at nighttrans.com. I will help you. There we go. I know you will. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. That's a wrap. We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 10-10 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.